Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I am Scotty Waz. How are you doing? Boy, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. There is a lot to talk about this weekend. There was a lot of goals happening, and there was a lot of uh, just games, bulk games. I mean, the Crab Pot Showcase happened this weekend in Annapolis. Uh, Stevenson's NCAA squads took to the ice for their first regular season games. Uh, Maryland Women's Club also got into it as well. Then we got Team Maryland uh, in action. We've got uh, the Maryland Terps guys squad. They go ahead and go hog wild. Same with Navy. They go hog wild for goal scoring this weekend. A lot of stuff to get to. We'll try to keep it at a decent balance here. So um, let's get started as I lower my volume as I see it a little too high, but now we get it going and I can talk to the mic down. All right, let's start with the Crab Pot Tournament. That happened in uh, Annapolis, and it's or the Crab Pot Showcase. It was less a tournament, more of uh, Liberty, Delaware, Loyola, and Navy coming together for a nice little rousing rendition. Um, so let's get started. Uh, Navy took on Loyola on Friday, and as I was trying to watch the replay of the game, I guess it got claimed once again. Uh, so I did not was not able to go across the fantasticness that was this game for Navy, at least. As they went nine to one over Loyola, um, it was quite the time for sure for Navy. Navy has been on a roll, and they came into this un- against an under under man under under playered team in Loyola, who only had eight skaters and their goaltender Grace Lunder, who we'll talk a little bit more later. But she was uh, she was she was facing a lot facing a lot in this one. It got started early for Navy. Elizabeth Perry, her first goal of the year, 103 into the first period. Uh, and then three minutes later, Lindsay Beitch, her sixth of the year, puts Navy up 2 to nothing quick in this one. Uh, Elizabeth Perry gets her second one towards the middle of the frame, uh, all unassisted, oddly enough. Uh, and then only 22 seconds after that, Savannah Holt gets her third goal of the year for Navy. They're up 4 nothing, and then with uh, just over five minutes to go. Tina Cornelio with her sixth uh, goal of the season from Savannah Holt on the assist. Navy goes in the locker room up 5 to nothing, pretty much dominating offensively. Shots were 24-1. to one. Loyal, you could see the disparity in, in um, roster size in this one because Navy has a full roster uh, by and large. So, I mean, you, you can see how much this team – like. The disparity in the uh, in the squads. Second period, Loyola was holding off uh, Navy as much as possible, limiting their shots, keeping them to the outside, just trying to get the puck out to the side. Eight thirty-one into the frame, Samantha Clark breaks through in the second uh, for the uh, in the second period for her first goal of the year. Tina Cornelio with the uh, second assist. Thirty-three seconds later, uh, Kirsta Wheelock with her first goal of the year with Kelly Hughes on the assist. Navy goes up seven to one. And uh, they would hold that going into the third inter- or going into the third period. Lauren Power gets her third goal of the year, 5:04 in. Brooke Gautier with her third assist of the season. Addison Nice, uh, her first goal of the year at 11:59 of the uh, of the third period. Lauren Power, her third assist. Uh, Navy up nine to nothing. And then uh, Madeline Webb for Loyola breaks the ice, shovels a shot in close, uh, gets her fourth of the year. Emma Alexander, her fourth assist. And uh, nine to one, the final is where we'll see it. Navy fifty-one to nine on the shots for that. Grace Lunder forty-two saves. Maggie uh, Colassa with a eight-save effort in the victory 
here. We'll get to Loyola's other games in a bit uh, because there's a little bit of interesting news coming out of those ones. But sticking with Navy, they were on a high going into Saturday afternoon's game uh, against Delaware, another matchup of the Titans. These teams have faced off a couple times already this year, uh, two of the top teams in the uh, DVCHC women's side. Uh, and it was a matchup for the ages, a hell of a, a hell of a matchup going into it. First get started, though, Sophia Rosenthal of Delaware gets uh, them on the board first with her second of the year, 518 into the period. Um, and Delaware was attacking. They were starting to strike. Navy was trying to get some F, uh, some pressure on uh, on their end, couldn't break through, and it's one nothing going into the break. Then Tina Cornelio again on the spot, her seventh of the year, just a rebound on a wraparound attempt. From uh, from Samantha Clark, who gets her third of the assists of the year, and Cornelio with the uh, tap in, and it is tied up at one. Mia Bonfilo uh, for Delaware four minutes later gets her first of the season, puts the Blue Hens up once again, uh, two to one. Navy tries they might could not get an equalizer before the frame was up, and they would be down two to one going into the third. Period. A frantic third period for penalties. Uh, most of the, all the penalties happened in the third period. Uh, three for Delaware, one for Navy. Neither team could uh, could cash on any of them, unfortunately. But right after the first penalty for Delaware, Samantha Clark gets her second of the year. Uh, just work out of the corner and just slammed it home. Just a lot of time of space on that Olympic ice. Was able to find some space, popped it home for her second of the year. Uh, Cornelio with her... Uh, third assist of the season and then uh, Cornelio with uh, with low but a second to remain redirect in front tips it in gets the winner from a Michaela Stangle shot and that's all she wrote Navy gets this one three to two because uh, uh, Colasso with the win again they don't have a saves chart here they don't have a shot chart there but uh, a big win for Navy again a screecher they played Delaware pretty tight I mean they had that overtime uh, win a couple weeks back in Delaware where they came back from 4-1 down to win it 5-4. Uh, so uh, a huge, huge win for Navy, and they rode that high into uh, Sunday afternoon's game against Liberty, 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 Liberty. And it was a, a pretty decent bout between these two squads. Uh, pushing back and forth, uh, not a lot of shots gotten off on this one as per usual in, in the rest of it. Uh, but Lauren Power gets on the board first with four seconds remaining. Just a rebound right in, sl in the slot from uh, Tina Cornelio. Shot, Power's there, puts it home for her fourth of the year. Cornelio with their fourth assist of the season. Uh, 46 seconds into the second frame, though, Dominique Buenas-Albin for Liberty gets her second of the year, ties the game up in quick fashion. But then it was the Tina Cornelio show with uh, uh, her ninth and tenth goal Two minutes of or a minute and fifty nine seconds apart from each other. Uh, the first of uh, the goals was just a pass out in front. Great pass from Kirsta Wheelock finds Cornelio on the dot. Her ninth of the year. Wheelock's third assist. And then what minute fifty nine later, uh, just a jam in front. It was uh, blocked in front, picked up, wristed home, blocked from Alexis Smith's shot, and Cornelio with her tenth uh, goal of the season. Navy up three. To one, Liberty would claw back into it with uh, under six minutes remaining. Sarah Laporte puts home her fifth of the year, gets Liberty to within one going into the third frame, and then 2.39 in the third period, Isabel Crossman gets her sixth of the year, and uh, we are tied as a very uh, neutral zone battle in the second and third period between these two squads. Not a lot of offense uh, either way, just very calculated 
moving of the puck. And then Cornelio again. Hat trick. Natty Poe. Hattie Hahn. Her 11th of the year. Just uh, jamming it home in front. Just a loose puck in the crease. No whistle blown. Clear as day out there. She picks it up. She puts it home for the hat trick. And she is uh, got her 11th of the year. And then uh, weaving through the defense and then putting it on goal was Lauren Power. Getting that insurance goal. And uh, her fifth of the year. And that sealed it for Navy as they win 5-3 to three over Liberty. Uh, Maggie Colossa with 20 saves in the winning effort as Navy goes ahead. And just they have been solid this season. And they keep on going uh, from there. They got another task up ahead of them. They'll take on Georgetown Saturday at home at the McMillan Ice Arena. And then uh, they will travel to UPenn on Sunday to play the uh, Quakers up there. Now we mentioned Loyola. Uh, they had uh, the game against Navy on Friday night, and then they had a game Saturday, supposed to have a game Saturday and Sunday. The Saturday game happened against uh, Liberty, and it was not pretty. We, I, I will just go ahead and say it's not pretty at all. It was a ten to nothing final. It was uh, Loyola taking a lot of penalties, not doing themselves any favors. Uh, already again, a short bench, only eight skaters for these games. Uh, Liberty scored two goals in the first from Dominique uh, Diaz Ubin and Isabel uh, Gracia. Don't know if that's right. Uh, maybe I said it wrong, but in any case, G R A C I A. So they got two goals on 40 shots in the first period. Poor, poor Grace Lunder had to make 38 saves in the first period. Second period, not much better. Uh, Madison Gaddy. Uh, Britt Cohen, uh, Britt Cote, and Piper Priam get goals for Liberty within a five-minute span. Five, three goals on 41 shots. Another 38-save performance already for Lunder. Third period kind of broke right open. Uh, Prim on the power play uh, makes it six nothing. Kate Walhorf seven nothing for Liberty. Then Madison Natter uh, eight nothing. Isabel Gracia. Uh, nine nothing, and then Kate Walhorf again, ten nothing. Uh, Twenty-four shots in that one. Loyola was only able to muster two shots the entire game. Gave up a hundred and five. Grace Lunder made ninety-five saves in this one. As uh, Loyola drops this one, ten to nothing. And there was supposed to be a third game. They're supposed to take on Delaware, but that was a visiting forfeit. Delaware goes in the books. The victors won nothing on that, and. It's 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 a sad state of affair <clears throat> right now. And I understand why Loyola forfeited the game, and I understand um, all that happened there. And it's just a stinks for the team. You, you have to feel for the women on that team and just having only eight skaters and how tight-knit of a group that is and just just having to suffer through that. And that I've been on teams like that before, and it sucks. You just get outplayed, and it's just not fun anymore. So <clears throat> my hope is that, I mean, they have a week off, and they're scheduled to play Villanova next uh, on the 11th. So my hope for them is that they take this in some kind of stride. They take a little time off for themselves this week and then get back at her again because like losing like that, just uh, going away sucks bad. And I feel for them, and I empathize with them. So hopefully it doesn't break their spirits and uh, 
you know, kind of makes it into like a mid-season Towson situation where Towson at the beginning of the year had to not play. So I hope for their sake and for, for all the, the women's sake on that team that they're able to, you know, finish out the schedule, be competitive, and uh, and get some things going back in the right direction for this Loyola team who, if you, you know, we're only a few years removed from them uh, taking the DVCHC title. So uh, hopes for them. Like I said, they play in two weeks against uh, Villanova, and then uh, we will see what happens from there. Uh, finishing out the club wrap for the uh, for the women's side of things, University of Maryland went to Villanova uh, and took on Villanova and dropped this one 11-8 in a high-scoring matchup, to say the least, in this one. Uh, started off 8-0-3 in Villanova score. Cecilia Jenkins shorthanded. Makes it one nothing Villanova, but uh, just a, a little bit over a 135. Aliana Skogholm. On the power play, puts Maryland back even. Uh, Alexandra Bogush uh, on the assist on that one. Uh, that's going to be a tough name to say the rest of the year, but we do it. Uh, we do it anyway because that's what we do. We try. We try our best. Um, after that, Villanova got two quick goals, uh, a minute and twenty-seven seconds apart. Grace Kern starts it off with a uh, an even strength goal, and then Cameron Brown puts Villanova ahead. Three to one. Then a frantic, frantic second and third periods. Uh, mostly uh, second period controlled by Villanova. Another side of the coin on the third period. We'll start off with the second period because that's how time works. Villanova scores 12 seconds in. Grace Curran putting another one up four to one at this point. Then Eileen Kilcarney, who has had a great season so far for the Terps, eight seconds later gets uh, cuts the lead in half four to two. And then a minute and 36 seconds later, uh, Karana Baylor of Villanova gets that three-goal lead back. And then it took a little bit. It took a little bit back and forth, uh, shuffling back and forth. Offense stopped a little bit before Eileen uh, Kilcary gets another one, her second of the game, cuts the lead to 5-3. to three. Villanova gets a three-goal lead back shortly after that with Sarah Rumley putting one home. And then Villanova again, kind of running out the rest of the, the, the clock with uh, Mary Rusnock making it 7-3, Annalise Monopoly uh, with an 8-3 score, and then Grace Kern finishing off her hat trick with a minute 31 remaining in the frame, making it 9-3 going into the break. Then Maryland starts to wake up here in the third period. Aliana Skogholm gets her second of the game, makes it 9-4. Victoria Bogger with the assist there. And then six minutes later, Bogosh makes her uh, presence known with a goal. Christina K- Karabanova with the assist on that. And then uh, Kilcarity gets her a hat trick, making it 9-6. to Skogholm with the assist on that, cutting that lead to three. Villanova gets their four-goal lead back as Emily Noble puts home uh, a goal on the even-strength side of things. But Elizabeth Braun getting it right back, trying to cut back into it. Karabanova with the assist uh, with 11-40 passed. And then with under three minutes remaining, Skogholm again. Puts one home. She gets a hat trick in this one. Cuts the lead to two, ten to eight. But empty net. Cameron Brown puts home her second, and that's all she wrote on this one. Uh, Villanova and Maryland, blow for blow, toe to toe, eleven to eight. Nova gets out on this one. Haley Rubin was the goaltender for this one. They do not have a right shots on goal. They just have who or how many goals were scored. So Maryland, uh, a big, big. Uh, matchup there. There's going to be a lot of goals, and we saw that right there. Uh, they will take on Rowan this Saturday. 
and a one-off, and uh, we will see what they can do at Rowan up there in Holladell, New Jersey, and uh, see what they can do uh, for this whole ordeal. The Stevenson women were back in action for regular season play as they took on Trine University out of Indiana, and uh, it was a it was quite the weekend for the uh, the Green Horses. Uh, the ladies doing it in dramatic fashion, <clears throat> uh, winning on Friday night their home opener with a uh, four to three overtime victory. Things got started midway through the first period as uh, Caitlin Reed. Potts won home. Video, the video replay doesn't go back to it, unfortunately, so it gets missed. But she gets her first of the year. Cassie Campbell and uh, Callie Jo Zagula with the assist. And the Green Horses are up quick in that one. But uh, three minutes later, Grace Canty gets one back for Trine as uh, gets one home. And there we go. We're tied up at one going into the first intermission. Then Maggie Dean in the second period, 155 in. Get Stevenson back up again. A turnover at the blue line. A nice little cycle low in front. She gets a nice little pass from Emily Brightbill. And uh, there we go. Two to one. Carly Aguirre with the a secondary assist on that. Stevenson up uh, two to one at this point. But then a little bit of penalty trouble for Stevenson. Allowed Gabriel, uh, Gabriella Hicks with just about five minutes remaining in the frame to get a power play goal and get trying to within even once again. That's how they will go. Again, into the break, tied up. Minute 45 this time, as this, the times are just getting lower and lower. Cassie Campbell gets her first of the season, and uh, it was just a 2-on-1. Uh, a missed opportunity on a 2-on-1 between Carly Aguirre and Emily Brightbill, and then Cassie Campbell picks up the uh, the loose puck, puts it home. There we go, 3-2 to two Stevenson on this one. But just before the middle of the frame, Annabelle Shriver, of uh, trying puts it home on the power play. Power play just doing uh, Stevenson dirty on this one uh, from trying, and we are three to three. Try as they might, couldn't get it done in regulation, so they had to go to overtime. And in the overtime, uh, just a failed clearing attempt by trying. Uh, Hannah Labby picks it up, puts it home, and that'll do it. Four to three, the final in this one. As uh, yeah, the uh, the Green Horses get a nice little. Uh, nice little win for themselves here. Uh, Olivia DeGuire in net for this one as uh, she has a – what's that total? Is that, I'm trying to figure out the saves on this one because the scorekeeping is very odd. 27 saves in this one, so a big effort from her in the first game of the year. But they go back again to a second game. That's how college weekends kind of work on this one. And uh, shorthand, nothing happened in the first period. Just a little bit of uh, here, there, and everywhere, but no scoring on this one. It wasn't until 132 in when the uh, Green Horses get on the board shorthanded. Picked off at the blue line from Hannah Labby. Uh, she passes it down low to T. Ferreira. T Ferreira shovels it in. It's 1-0 Stevenson on the goal, the shorthanded goal. But the power play was still going on, and that's where Gabrielle Hicks pots one and evens it up uh, just 31 seconds later as Trine ties it up there later on in the frame it was a uh, it was a Carly Aguirre kind of time she picks off the rebound from a Izzy Lee cannon Aguirre gets the rebound puts it home uh Izzy Lee with the assist Cassie Campbell with the secondary Stevenson up two to one then in the middle of the frame of the third period Gabriella Hicks again ties it back up and uh, they are tied going back and forth, toe to toe, blow for blow. Once again, these two teams 
very evenly matched. And then with 25 seconds remaining, 24.5 if you really want to get uh, uh, picky about it. Easy Lee gets the hero award off the faceoff. Uh, got it back from uh, T. Ferrara wins the faceoff. Megan Swick gets it back to Izzy Lee. Izzy Lee puts it home 3-2, to two, uh, and that's how it ended. A big win for Stevenson, a big sweep for Stevenson as uh, they go ahead and get the victory here. And 15 saves for Ansley King uh, in this one uh, for her first start. So that means Olivia DeGuire had 30 saves and not 27 saves. So I shorted her a couple saves. Um, but all around, just a big, big weekend for Stevenson women's hockey. Uh, a great start to their season. Something you know you kind of you kind of like, you kind of need uh, to get that get that fantastic, uh, fantastic. Uh, what's it? Endorphin push going on to the rest of the season. Uh, Stevenson will now uh, they will travel up to SUNY Cortland for a double dip Friday and Saturday night. Those games I think will be broadcasted uh, on. Uh, uh, Stevenson website. They usually link their uh, usually link the stuff there, so you can go ahead and go to gomustangsports.com, see the video link, pick the uh, women's hockey side, and you can go watch the video from there. Now let's get to the frantic pace that was the men's side this week, and uh, boy howdy, there are a lot of things going on. Uh, we'll start off with Navy, their D one squad again. Coming in huge. I mean, you look at, again, I, I always harken back to the Pittsburgh series. They went ahead and had themselves a time, and now this is the turning point of the season. Had a big weekend this weekend out over in uh, in uh, Lehigh Valley and then over in William Patterson up in New York, uh, sweeping the entire weekend. We get more from Lehigh Valley's game, but oddly enough, the score sheet not uploaded yet. It's uh, as I record this. It's Tuesday, so say la vie. But we do know they won ten to three in this one. The stream of the game on Twitch only has the last thirteen minutes, so I can't even go off of that one. But we do have goal scores in this one. Michael Rokovich and uh, Riley Jamison both had two goals for Navy against Lehigh. Uh, you had goals from Nick Allen, Justin Carl, Patrick Laughlin, uh, getting uh, some time in there. As well, Steven Cialino, Evan Adams, uh, also getting on the uh, scorecard on this. I think I mentioned. Uh, I think I mentioned Josh Reed, but if I didn't, here's Josh Reed from Riverside, California, getting in on it. Ten to three, the final in that one going away against Lehigh University. Then they had to make a trip up to New York City. Well, I don't think it's New York City, but New York adjacent, uh, as they took on. Uh, the uh, William Patterson University Pioneers, I think it's the Pioneers. Again, they just have a WP with a shield on it. So, uh, in any case, they made the trip up to New York, and they had themselves a time there, a shootout over there at the uh, at the uh, rink because uh, there was a lot, a lot of uh, shots and a lot of goals as Navy wins this one 6-3. to three. Uh, It all starts off with uh, eight minutes in, uh, Thomas Kristinich, with a uh, with a nice little loose puck wrister, just picking it up and throwing it in. That made it one nothing Navy in this one. And then a few minutes later, after that, uh, with about uh, that's Chris Nitch's fourth goal. Jack Burke uh, with his fifth assist. Riley Jamison his third assist. Then, with just about five minutes to go in the frame, uh, Sean Ostrowski 
with the uh, a nice little uh, loose in the crease, picking it up, rolled it into the net, kind of just chipped it in there. But the, it all works out. It's his fifth of the year. Uh, Patrick Lachlan and uh, Matthew Cho with the assist. Lachlan fourth assist, Cho uh, second assist. Zen on the shorthanded attempt at the end of the period with uh, 41 seconds left. Michael Rockovich just outskated everyone to a loose puck. The uh, William Patterson defense kind of caught napping. Rockovich going hard in the MF and paint. Puts home his seventh on the shorthanded. And uh, that's where we stand going into the uh, first intermission. Navy out shooting William Patterson 17-11 on this one. Then 59 seconds into the second period. Nick Allen again on the shorthanded attempt. A diving rebound after a 2-1-1 effort. Um, him and Rock uh, get get that going. Allen's second of the year. Rockovich, well, third of the year if you include the, the game that happened that didn't happen. Uh, Rockovich's 11th assist. And Navy up 4 to nothing in a big, big way. William Patterson, though, they were starting to come back a little offensively, trying to tilt the ice in their direction. They finally get one paid off just about uh, just past the midway point of the period. Jason Lastra, his seventh of the year, makes it 4-1. to one. Navy would fend them off and uh, keep that 4-1 to one going into the third period. In the third period, William Patterson starting to come back up again. Daniel uh, Trianelfo. Uh, with the uh, goal, his first of the year, 207 into the frame. And then on the power play, Adam Marvin, his 12th of the season, uh, 528. And we've got a game, uh, Navy's lead down to one. But uh, try as they might, William Patterson could not get that goal back. Nick Allen, his third of the year, uh, just a power play goal. Multiple rebounds in front, 17 shots for a dollar. Allen gets his third of the year. Riley Jamison's fourth assist, Rockovich's 12th assist of the year, and then uh, Porter Markle with an empty net goal, literally off the faceoff, and just rips it down there, shorthanded goal, puck was on end, had good curling weight, and we have ourselves a final of 6-3, to three. Navy wins their fourth in a row as they are rolling in the ECHC, uh, Charles Darty with the uh, 42 save effort in the victory against uh, William Patterson. Now, uh, what happens next? Lehigh Valley comes to, or Lehigh comes to town uh, on Friday night, and then uh, Navy goes up to Villanova on Saturday to take on the Wildcats there. Now, they you, you think 16 goals would be the uh, the big winner for the goals uh, goal total of the week? Uh-uh. University of Maryland is a thing, and boy, University of Maryland is not making my job easy. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, who cares about me? Uh, they, they're all about winning, and they are winning at a rapid pace. And it didn't stop at all as uh, they won against George Washington University. Again, it's Tuesday. George Washington has not uploaded the uh, the game sheet. But luckily, through the power of YouTube, we were able to watch that game from the St. James. Uh, started off uh, with uh, Liam Eden, a nice little tap-in rebound off a uh, Patrick Beganowski shot. Made it one to nothing. Uh, Andrew DePoy got the second goal just off the stride on the right side, just rip, rips one home, and Maryland up two to nothing uh, already. And then uh, Tucker Healy on a mini lead pass behind the defense puts it home three to nothing, Maryland, after one period of play. In the second, it looked like Tucker Healy got another goal, but it got waved off. So there we are. Uh, Maryland uh, just has to wait. A little, little more. Hunter Airy then got into it. He got the fourth and fifth goals. 
against uh, George Washington. Picked off at the top of the circle and just ripped it in for the fourth goal, his first, and then a rocket from the slot for the fifth goal, his second. And uh, Maryland up five, uh, nothing at that point. Then Patrick Beganowski said he's not happy with an assist. He wants a goal. Comes down the wing, shoots it almost through the goal, the glove of the George Washington goaltender, and that makes it six to nothing. I think it's six to one at this point. I think the George Washington got a goal after the fifth one. Uh, again, can't really tell here. Uh, then uh, Max Noonan gets in on the action here. Uh, wide open net, a nice little pass from Tucker Healy drew everybody, and Noonan's not going to miss from that close and that much of a net. That made it 7-1. to one. Patrick Beganowski again, short-handed this time. A nice little saucer pass from Lee, Liam Eden to, to clear him, and boom, in the net as we go. And another short-handed goal, Max Noonan cutting across the top of the circle, just lets one fly. That's 9-1. to one. That is your final in this one as uh, Eric uh, Bernberg gets the start and gets the win for Maryland. Maryland just uh, a, a bevy of goaltenders that they have, which is always nice to have. Uh, in this season, so that puts them an eight and zero. But they had another game on the weekend against Westchester University, and another ACHA game that does not have a score sheet on it. What is going on? Uh, in any case, Maryland wins this one. Another nine to one scoring effort for this. Uh, first, start off with Max Noonan, a wraparound put away, uh, and uh, just uh, there you go. E la boo one nothing quickly for Maryland. Brian Teske then scores a second goal. Former team Maryland uh, EHL player puts a wrister home from the point. Made it two uh, goals for Maryland there. Hunter Airy then in the, the second period. Hunter Airy a bouncing puck in front of that. He tucks one home. His third of the weekend. His first of this game. 3 nothing at that point. I think it was maybe 3-1 here. Then Piper Holman from the defense. The big defenseman. Gets in on the action. Just bounced off the goalie and in. That was his first goal in the uh, a, uh, ACHA. So congratulations to him. Fifth goal for Maryland comes from an Eden, uh, Liam Eden breakaway. A nice little up pass from Max Noonan. And uh, Liam Eden's not going to miss there. Five uh, five goals there. And then Andrew McMenamin. He gets on the board for uh, Maryland's sixth goal. Left side shot puts it home. Maryland up 6-1. to one. Then Andrew DePoy again on the power play, just a rebound sitting in the crease, and he tucks it home. That made it 7-1. to one. Daniel Tomaszewski then gets a rebound after a leading meeting shot, and away they go there. Patrick Beganowski, a little flick through the five hole. That's the ninth goal, and that's all that they will do on that. 9-1 to one the final, 18-2 to two on the weekend. Maryland proves to 9-0 and oh on the season. A hell of a season for them uh, so far to start things off, which is always a plus and I think Aiden Jones actually started in this game as well so uh, goalies galore getting in there uh, for that one so what's next for the Terps they got the ACCHL showcase uh, supposed to be at the St. James I see that the, the game against University of Tampa is still scheduled for Laurel on the website I'm sure that's a misnomer but they will take on University of Tampa NC State and UNC this weekend at the ACCHL showcase Speaking about Brian Teske and Team Maryland's EHL team, they had two games this weekend uh, or this week against the uh, the Connecticut uh, Rough Riders, was it? Let me see here. Yeah, the Rough Riders. How about that? Cowbell. Um, started off on Thursday afternoon, and uh, Team Maryland get us off to a little bit of a slow start. Jake Smelzer of uh, Connecticut gets on the board first with his first of the season. Maryland down uh, a little early, but it's okay. They get one back right after that. A turnover at the blue line. 
uh, by Tommy Tracy. He finds Max Morris. Morris puts it home on a little breakaway, his fourth of the year. Tommy Tracy, his third assist. We are tied up at one. Just past the halfway point, then Ethan McDonough puts one home. A nice little rebound in front off a Andrew Lowe shot. Uh, Scott Kremen, welcome back, Scott Kremen, to Maryland. He is now in the EHL uh, for the Team Maryland guys. So uh, a bunch of ones here. Ethan McDonough, his first goal. Andrew Lowe, third assist. Scott Kremen, first assist of the season in the EHL. Congratulations to him and welcome to the team. Then with under five minutes remaining, Tommy Tracy gets his fifth of the year uh, on a, a redirect in front off a J.J. Creighton shot, uh, and that made it 3-1 to one going into the break. Tracy, his fifth uh, goal, Tom, uh, J.J. Creighton's fifth assist, and Sean Donahue, Donahue with his third assist of the season. Uh, a little back and forth going on the, uh, well, not really a back and forth. Team Maryland was dominating offensively the entire game. Second period, 27 shots on goal, which topped the entire total for uh, Connecticut. This one, and of course, with a lot of shots, you're going to get some goals, and that started on the power play. Halfway through the period, Max Morris, his fifth uh, of the game, just worked behind the net, banked it off the goalie or a defender, couldn't really see uh, from the camera angle, but he gets his fifth of the year on the power play. Maryland up uh, four to one, and then uh, 58 seconds later, Tommy Tracy gets his second of the game, sixth of the year, uh, with the loose puck after a block in front, picks up the loose puck, wires at home. Devin Jolly, his third assist. Scott Kremen, second assist of the game as he's making an impact in the early going. Uh, Connecticut would come back late in the period. Justin Fe uh, Furnett with his first goal of the year with uh, under four minutes remaining in the frame. And then a minute and change after that, Cooper Smith puts one home for his fifth of the year, making it 5-3 to three going into the break. But Team Maryland had this whole thing covered and uh, battled the entire way, even though uh, Connecticut tried to put a lot of pressure on in the third period, trying to get some kind of uh, uh, little equalizer, get close to the equalizer. They couldn't do it. Matt Parker, with uh, 157 remaining, puts it into uh, the open net, just a clear out, beat the defender on the breakaway, and puts it home uh, for the goal. That's his uh, second, or uh, sorry, his uh, first of the year for Matt Parker. Devin Jolly, fourth assist. Scott Kremen, third assist, third assist in the game on the empty net. Maryland wins. Team Maryland wins 6-3 to three in this one. Colin Berkey with 21 saves in the winning effort. And, uh, yeah, Team Maryland getting back on the winning track. Uh, unfortunately, Friday, a different story. Connecticut gets out to a big, big lead on this one, even though Maryland, again, more offensively apt. It just seems that the bounces weren't going their way. Connecticut starts off with uh, Kieran Chung, uh, his fourth of the year, 655 into it. That put the Rough Riders up one nothing, and then it took until the end of the frame when uh, Jakob Malik gets his second of the year with under four minutes remaining, uh, and that put it up two to nothing. Connecticut actually outshot Mar Team Maryland in this one, thirteen to eleven in the first frame. But Team Maryland comes back in a big way in the second. They outshot a twenty-four to eight in this middle frame, but Dallas uh, Damato two thirty-three in gets his sixth of the year, and that puts Connecticut up three to nothing and again. Uh, late, late push by Connecticut. Four seconds remaining. Nick Fall with his sixth of the year. Connecticut up four to nothing going into the third period. Team Maryland did try uh, a, a ton, throwing everything they could at the Connecticut uh, Rough Riders and finally getting through 11.53 into the third with Morley Phillips. Big Morley in this one. Just a, a wrister from the top of the circle using the fenceman as a screen. And that's his fifth of the year. J.J. Creighton 
gets his sixth assist. And then a minute 11 later, Phillips again on the power play. Uh, just a rebound in front of the net. The big body can't get him out of there. That's his sixth of the year. TJ Avellino, his first assist as a uh, Team Marylander. And Max Morris, his first assist of the year, both on the power play. Uh, Team Maryland cuts the lead in half. But then uh, with uh, 3.55 remaining, D'Amato gets his second of the game, seventh of the year. And then Mullock, uh, two minutes after that, gets his third of the season on the empty net. Team Maryland tried to claw back. Alex Erlin with his second of the year with uh, just about 30 seconds remaining. J.J. Creighton with his seventh assist, but could not, did not have enough time to get things going. Team Maryland falls 6-3 to three on this one. Lincoln Crosby, 21 saves in the uh, defeat on that one. So looking at the standings right now for Team Maryland, they are sitting third. In the South Division, 7-4-1, and one, uh, as uh, they will now go on to ProTech. Wednesday through Friday set um, against ProTech at Piney Orchard. So if you have the time, go ahead, check them out. Uh, take a lunch. Take a long lunch. Uh, tickets are free. And then go in there, support Team Maryland. Should be a fun event. Should be a good time. Had by all. So go ahead and check them out uh, this week. Uh, Stevenson. University NCAA men's team got things going this week as uh, they took on SUNY Canton. I think they're the uh, the kangaroos or some sort. They have some kind of angry marsupial as a mascot uh, on that one. Friday's game, a little bit of a downer <clears throat> as uh, Stevenson and SUNY, uh, you know, toe-to-toe, blow-for-blow in this one. Start off uh, SUNY's way with uh, Zach, Sir- uh, Siroga, Zach Sirota. Potting things in 419 in uh, for his first of the year, made it one nothing Canton, and then on the power play, Evan Pringle puts one home uh, to make it two nothing Canton early in the uh, the going. But Anthony Starzy shorthanded in the uh, just about 20 seconds later off of that shorthanded goal, poked away at the blue line, created a breakaway, puts it home two to one for St- uh, for for SUNY Stevenson cutting the lead in half. As we go into the second frame, Stevenson again gets another one. John Musala uh, gets the uh, ties the game up. Trailer, he was just a trailer popping in, getting the rebound, putting it home. Two to two. Brendan Rylott and Frank Vitucci with the assist on that one. But uh, a minute and one seconds later, Matthew Headland gets the lead back for SUNY Canton as uh, he gets uh, a nice little break there. Three to two, Canton on that one. Towards the end of the frame, though, another power play. For Stevenson, Malcolm Palmer puts one home. Just a one-timer from the top of the circles. A great setup from Kyle Lightfoot there. He will put it home. It is 3-3. Jack Carlson getting his first NCAA point in this. And then back and forth, side-to-side, toe-to-toe. The third period went until the last 10 seconds when uh, a sandwich, Zach Sirota, again, pots it home with 10 seconds remaining. And that's all she wrote on this one as the uh, SUNY Canton Kangaroos go ahead and get the uh, winner on that one. So 4-3, to three, the final there. Ryan Kenny, 23 saves in the defeat in this one. But the good thing about these uh, weekend sets in college, you got another one happening the next day. Short memory on that. And Stevenson took full advantage of that going into it. As uh, they win 4 to nothing on Saturday, uh, using the special teams to their advantage, most definitely in the first and third period. Starting off with uh, 6.30 in, Aiden McDowell 
we know him very well from the show, from a, a former Black Bear getting his time uh, in the NCAA. One-timer from the circle, just nice little setup from Austin Master. And we are at one nothing for Stevenson. Aiden Graham getting the secondary on that. And then just three, close to three minutes later, Liam McCanny, uh, another NAHL East Division player. A three-on-two, uh, just pass to the middle. Backhand goal just weaves in there, and it's 2 nothing. Just like that for the Mustangs, Anthony Starzy and Austin Master with the assist on that. And that's how we went to the first period. That's how, that's how it went through the second period, too. Second period, not a lot of uh, scoring to show for it. Uh, not not many penalties, either. Uh, well, a lot of penalties for uh, for Stevenson. What am I talking about here? Stevenson had, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five penalties. Uh, in uh, Oh, sorry, that's power plays. So they had five power plays in the second period. Uh, and uh, one carried over into the third, but just couldn't connect. They put the pressure on, just could not connect on that one. But they connected early in the third. That counts as a third period goal as uh, Aiden McDowell again. Just uh, a pass to the point, had a lot of time and space, and just ripped one from the left circle. Again, Liam McCanny on the assist, 3 to nothing. Stevenson on this one, and then Brendan Rylott uh, late into the game, 4-on-4, four four, gets a nice little breakaway, goes top shelf. And it's four to nothing on that one, and that's how it ended. There you go. As uh, Stevenson splits the weekend with a big, big win. There, Ryan Kenny, 18 saves in the shutout, and his first win of the season. Uh, so Stevenson is uh, on on uh, on the chart now. Everything is uh, in, is great as they now go uh, and take on Utica at home this weekend, Friday, Saturday set. So. Got the time, got the availability. Go ahead and check out Reisterstown Sportplex. Check out Stevenson and uh, Utica. Should be a nice little matchup between these two uh, solid squads in the uh, NC. Uh, no, it's what is it? UCHC? That's what it is. NCHC is Division One. UCHC is Division Three. Now we'll uh, kind of uh, wrap up the uh, Stevenson bit as uh, Stevenson's D two squad went uh, went out to North Carolina. They uh, were raising up. They took their shirts off and twisted around their head like a helicopter. Um, took on East Carolina University. Hey, no score sheet from Saturday. What are we? What's not? What's new? Lost six to three on that one, unfortunately. But uh, Saturday night they had a bigger night, a better night, a fancier night as they take the win five to four. Uh, Stevenson had goals from uh, Anthony Shiramonte, his uh, hat trick, first career hat trick for him. As well, pretty uh, solid work on that. Jonah Carlson also potted a goal uh, on Saturday night, as did Brendan Jesse. Brendan Jesse also had an assist, uh, as well as an uh, assist from Zach Garneau, Michael Hughes, and, of course, rounding out with uh, Mr. Mister Hoover, the vacuum man himself, uh, Nick Hoover on defense there. Sage Deneau got the 35-save victory, and then away we go. Uh, now Stevenson looks ahead to another road trip. Siena on Friday night, RPI Saturday night. Should be a tough one for them. A good test back in the win column. Always a plus uh, to build, build off of as you go back on the road. Round out this segment with uh, Towson. They uh, took on the College of New Jersey on Saturday night, uh, and it was not uh, not one that was a fun one for Towson as they lose 2-1 to one in a tough one. Uh, against the College of New Jersey. They played the College of New Jersey up in New Jersey, won 5-1, to one, came back down, and uh, the Lions get their revenge against the Tigers. Uh, no bears, oh my. 
Uh, started off uh, 8.52 into the first period. Glenn Puzo for the College of New Jersey. Uh, Potom his second of the year, and it's one to nothing. New Jersey out shooting Towson 10 to nine in the first frame. Uh, power play though, clicking for Towson as they get on the board in the second period. Five on three, just a rebound that settled down for Drew Lustig. He Potom his fifth of the year, ties the game up eight uh, eight thirty eight into the frame. Justin Brown, uh, his seventh assist. Jack Callahan with his sixth assist, and we're tied. But Puzo again, not uh, not. Not letting up, and he puts home his third of the year, second of the game, four minutes in to the period. Uh, and uh, that's all she wrote for that one. Towson tried to claw back in this one, could not do it, and uh, away they are. Towson drops this one 2-1 to one as uh, Dan Ludwig gets 35 saves in the defeat, a tight one, heartbreaker for Towson uh, this this time, and we will see what they can do. They're up in uh, off this weekend. They'll take on Villanova on the 12th and uh, maybe let this one settle in a bit, get a nice good couple weeks of practice, go up to Villanova and take one, uh, take one there for the Gipper. I guess that's not what it means. I don't know what the Gipper is. Actually I do. I want I saw the new Rockney story. Uh, in any case, a little D three wrap up here. Stevenson's D three team. They went up to St. Joseph. They lost five to one there. UMBC uh, traveled to Susquehanna and uh, they dropped that one. Uh, eight to six in a tight battle there between the Retrievers and Susquehanna, and then Salisbury went to Coonstown and they got shut out five nothing. Uh, Coonstown's D two team against the D three uh, Salisbury Gulls, and uh, that's all she wrote for the D three. Loyola also getting into the CHF uh, uh, power numbers there, so uh, they're looking good in the D three division. So we will see how the Ice Hounds can go uh, from there. They didn't play this weekend, but they're in the power rankings for sure. So. Always good to find that for the local squads. How about we hit to some players? Um, start off with Sam Annis, who on uh, Sunday, 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 two assists in the Hershey Bears' victory over the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. I had three shots on goal, too. Uh, he's been shooting. I mean, he's, it's just the goals aren't falling, but the assists are getting there for sure as he uh, goes up to three assists on the season uh, for Annis there in Hershey. Matthew Danzinger is in Shreveport this year. He's got three assists so far in 16 games. A nice little output for him. Uh, kind of uh, going in stride with what he had last season as well. So uh, a nice little bump for him uh, for three assists so far with the Mudbugs. Lacey Eden ha has a weekend for herself once again. Uh, two goals uh, over the weekend. Uh, one in a losing effort on Friday to Duluth in the overtime. Uh, which was the only goal for the uh, for the Badgers, and then she gets one against Duluth in a 4-3 victory on Saturday, putting her goal, goal total to 10. She has 19 points in 11 games this season. She is on fuego for that powerhouse of a Wisconsin team, so always nice to see that, especially when she's just, uh, again, like I said, not not along for the ride. She's, she's there to play, and she is getting trusted with some solid numbers and some solid timing as well. Stephen Holiday potted a goal on a Friday night as Ohio State split the weekend with uh, Minnesota uh, on uh, yeah Friday night. The Ohio State Buckeyes won against Minnesota six four. They drop one on Saturday four to two, but Holiday gets the uh, the third goal or fourth goal game uh, game tying goal. That's not really a game tying goal. Minnesota scored late, but in any case, his third of the season for Holiday. He's got ten points on the year. 
in 10 games in his fresh, uh, frost season uh, over there at the Ohio State. We cover this on the Fanny of the Den, but hey, they're Maryland guys. We might as well cover them here because, well, that's how we do it here. As uh, Dimitri Kebrew had a goal and two assists on the weekend as Maryland swept the Johnstown Tomahawks. More on that on Defending the Den. If you're subscribed, you get that anyway. But uh, that puts Kebrew's total at uh, 13 goals and 21 points on the season, having a killer year. Not to be outdone, Sean Kilcullen, Kensington, Maryland zone, uh, had a hell of a weekend himself, got named second star of the week, had uh, a goal and three assists, put him at 19 goal or 19 points in 19 games, point per game. And he's just two away from his uh, single-season record for himself. He's currently at uh, 53 points total for the year, so or for, for his career in the NAHL. So, hell of a showing for Mr. Kilcullen there. Uh, William Lawrence, who is on the uh, Johnstown Tomahawks, but he's also a Bethesda, Maryland native. Former team Maryland player before and a Landon school player. Uh, had a goal, or didn't have any points this weekend, but played a hell of a game uh, for the uh, Tomahawks against the Black Bears, one of the very noticeable uh, players on the Johnstown team, uh, getting out there using his speed to beat out some uh, icings, uh, getting on the four check. Uh, so a heck of a heck of an effort for him this weekend, though uh, dropping three uh, to the Black Bears. Uh, Will Margell finally get into a game last weekend, uh, two weekends ago against uh, rather against Navy or against Navy against Army. He got an assist. Uh, so that puts him at uh, one assist in the three games he's played so far with the University of New Hampshire, uh, the Potomac, Maryland native, hanging around there for sure. Graham McPhee getting on the board, uh, finally getting an assist uh, on Sunday, two Sundays ago, rather, against the Tucson Roadrunners uh, for his efforts. That puts him at one on the year in five games he's played. Bryce Montgomery making it, uh, a quick impact for the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders. As uh, he gets himself his first goal, a nice little dangle on the blue line, creating time and space, just puts it home for the big man, uh, who apparently is wearing number 35 because it's it's the biggest jersey they had to fit on his uh, 6'5 frame. So he's wearing the ba- a backup goal, a third goalie jersey uh, right now until they can get his number 58 back on the board. So uh, don't go out and buy your 35 Montgomery jerseys just yet, folks. Uh, wait a second. Uh, before he uh, you get that, but uh, good to see him in the USHL. Had a good article uh, write up about him in the local paper there in Cedar Rapids about the you know him taking this as a nice challenge and not thinking it as a step down and working just as hard uh, as he would if he was in the OHL, if he was in the AHL, anything like that. So uh, you know this kid's dedicated. This kid has the the right mindset uh, for going into situations like this. So and you know he is going to be a great pro hockey player. Uh, but I think more than that, I think he's going to be a, a hell of a leader wherever in like whatever kind of uh, at- acumen he goes into after hockey. Like this is a guy who great head on his shoulders, knows what he wants to do, knows how to lead by example, knows how to get the most out of everybody around him. So that's going to be really cool to see him uh, progress as a person and a player as uh, things move along. Cameron O'Neill had a nice little game on Saturday night for himself, a goal and an assist in the 5-3 Tri-City uh win over Lincoln, uh, putting him now at seven points in eight games, two goals and five assists for the young Odington native as he, again, tunes up to go to the Minutemen of Massachusetts next season. Uh, Evan Orloff had a uh, goal on Friday for the Maine Nordiques in their victory over Danbury, a 4-2 victory. Orloff now got two goals and an assist in his five games back in the NAHL after a, a, a little trial in the USHL.
Jarrett Rosberg popped an assist on Wednesday night for the Texas Stars as they drop one in a shutout to Milwaukee or shootout in Milwaukee, six to five. That's two assists for uh, for Rosberg already in this young season as he starts another uh, kind of thing going. Good for him getting back on that horse. Jarrett Tenorti with the Chicago Blackhawks, Saverna Park, Maryland's own, uh, or Millerville's Maryland's own. Uh, he has uh, got two assists already. Had them both uh, on Sunday night against the uh, Minnesota Wild in a shootout loss. So getting in there for that team as well. Adam Varga also did make the opening night roster for the Orlando Solar Bears. So he's played in four games so far, only two penalty minutes to show for it uh, in that instance. And Jack Spicer getting some time in this weekend. Had a, a backup role on Saturday night against uh, uh, Deca- uh, Dubuque. Rather, uh, they were down. They lost five to two. He got in for uh, the last period of play. Uh, four saves, only four shots against. Uh, so that helped him out. He got the next night start against Des Moines. Big win for him, five to one. Twenty saves in that victory. Uh, so he's two zero and zero with a one thirty goals against a nine thirty eight save percentage. So uh, you know. Jack uh, Jack Spicer might be uh, might be looking at things. He could be uh, taking over that Waterloo net. Not trying to get ahead of myself, but he's played well enough. I think they could probably give him a shot uh, going forward in this one. So we will see how that all goes. But hey, in his spot starts, he has looked fantastic, which is always good, even if he is a a, a backup. Always good to have that in the hole uh, for later on in the season. So that's it. That's all. Uh, boy, this was a long show. A lot of scoring happened, a lot of te- all the teams playing, uh, and it's a great time had by all. So uh, you guys hopefully have a great weekend uh, until we talk to you next. Programming note, though, might be a little late again. Might be a Wednesday show again just because I will be traveling this weekend, uh, so I might not be able to come back and record as much as possible. But it's a free podcast. What can you do? Uh, in any case, you guys uh, be well. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of Podcast Monsters. Again, have a safe weekend. Uh, remember to turn your clocks back on Sunday uh, and uh, play that clutching crab hockey wherever you are and whatever time it is. Till then, peace. <laughs>